Hello, and welcome to Finding Peace Within with Lisa L. Dalton. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. If this is your first time visiting Finding Peace Within, welcome to the podcast. If you are a repeat guest, welcome back. Finding Peace Within was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do we do that? Well, we do that by studying the Word of God, being honest with who we are, and making the necessary changes we need to do in order to find peace within our souls. If you would like to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Facebook under Lisa Dalton. On Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton, Instagram Lisa.Dalton, and LinkedIn Lisa L. Dalton. So get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. Coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. I saw this man and he sure looked good. What would you say? Well, go ahead on, girl. What your husband don't know ain't gonna hurt him. Absolutely not. You would say, um, would you like for him to do that to you? No. You tell her the truth, chick. That ain't gonna work. As I say, that is not gonna turn out well for you. Now get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together season two is here everyone i've missed you all i hope you've missed me it is so good to be back on the mic i love 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 doing finding peace within podcast and doing it with you yes doing it with you guess what you know what I'm about to say. The Leviticus Singers of Charlotte is still number one on the Nielsen BDS Billboard. Yes, yes, yes. While we've been gone, our song is still climbing, climbing, climbing the charts. If you haven't gotten the song yet, it is on all your musical digital outlets. The title is what? God is Love. That's right. God is Love by Steve Dalton and the Leviticus Singers of Charlotte. You can also go to YouTube, Google it. God is Love, Steve Dalton, Leviticus Singers of Charlotte. You can watch the real life story of the song. It will bless you really good. Thank you to all of the radio stations that continue to play the song and support us. As we get into our study today, let's open up with a short word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We honor your name and we praise you, God, for everything that you've done for us. We thank you for season two, oh God, and we thank you for the lives that would be touched through this ministry. We ask that you be with me as I give forth this word on decisions, as everything that we do will be held, we will be held accountable for it in the end. We want to know how to make better decisions and live at peace with ourselves in jesus name we pray amen 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 a few days ago i did a devotion on lisa six and three on decisions about your decisions about our decisions and what um, the devotion was about was how we will have to stand before the lord on judgment day and give an account 
to every decision that we've made in our lifetime. And I was like, oh my God, you mean <laughs> I've got to talk to you about every decision I've made in my life? He's like, yeah, you got to be held accountable for everything you've done in your lifetime. And I began to think about ways that will help us be better decision makers. And as I began to do my research, um, I came up with eight that I thought would be great for us to do and to put scripture. My Sunday school teacher, Pastor Marion, always says, support everything you say and teach with the, with the word of God. So I have eight scriptures to support the habits, of, the habits that we need to take to be better decision makers. So when we do get to the gates <laughs> and we, it is judgment day, we can say, Lord, this is why I did what I did. And he will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom of the Lord. So here we go. Proverbs 2 and 6. Get your Bible. As you know, we're going to always try to go forth into the to our study and always have some scripture to um, support what we're discussing. Proverbs 2 and 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Knowing just some little, some of the simple things that we have to make decisions on, rather is um, whether we should wear certain things, uh, whether we should cuss somebody out, <laughs> whether we should eat certain foods, whether we should go to church during the pandemic. Yes, things like that. Whether we should serve whether we shouldn't serve, we have to give an account to those things. It doesn't matter how big or how small the decision is. We have to take an account and think about those things. The first thing we have to do is take note of our overconfidence. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He will direct your path. One thing I've noticed with um, some of us, and I've done it myself, being overconfident in some things. Oh, I got it. I know what to do when you know you've never done it before. For example, I'm learning how to do MailChimp. I'm like, man, that's easy. I can do this. I didn't look in no tutorials. I didn't ask for help. I just started working on the software and found out I didn't know a thing. And I had to call for help. Well, what happens when we're overconfident? Overconfidence can be easily made and our judgments can go away. Yeah, we make bad judgments when we think we got it. Another incident, uh, I was, this is when I was like 20 years old. I was coming home in a very, very, down a very, very dark road. And I just knew I knew where I was going. Didn't ask for direction. Ended up getting lost, panicked, and wrecked my sister's car. See what happens when you're overconfident? People tend to overestimate their performance as well as their accuracy in their knowledge. There are just some things you just don't know. So take time every day to estimate the likelihood that you'll be successful. 
when you begin to make decisions. At the end of the day, review your estimate. A lot of times, especially um, since you have some of us still have to drive to work and we take, uh, let's say, hmm, 15 minutes to get to work. So you leave home 20 minutes and you because your usual time is 15 minutes and then you run into something on the way. You overestimated your time. So I always say on time is late. Leave early. Give yourself enough time because you made it to work in 15 minutes yesterday does not mean you're going to make it to work in 15 minutes today. It's okay if you're not good at any area. It's okay. It's an opportunity for growth. That's what we call it. (laughs) It's an opportunity for growth. So number one, do not be overconfident. Number two, identify the risk you take. Corinthians 10, five through six. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of the Lord. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of the Lord. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. So once we begin to walk in obedience, it will be complete. We demolish every argument when we begin to take the risk. Being familiar with certain things um, breeds comfort. It breeds comfort. I'm comfortable with doing certain things. Therefore, I don't even think twice about it. It becomes second nature. Um, driving becomes second nature to some of us. Preaching is second nature to some of us. Singing is second nature to some of us. Um, there are just things. Eating bad is second nature to some of us. And there are Chances that we will make poor decisions simply because we've grown accustomed to our habits and we don't think about the dangers that come along with it. Uh, Example, eating, cheating, lying, stealing, talking about people. Yeah, just because we got away with it before and before and before and before does not mean you will continue to get away with it. I'm just going to raise my hand. In my day before the Lord really, really, really delivered me, man, I was something else. And I've said that before. That stuff caught up with me, though. (laughs) And I had to stand before the judgment and give an account to my infidelities. So I'm telling you, make right decisions. Think about it. Identify habits that have become commonplace. These are the things that require little thought on your part because they are automatic. Then take the time to evaluate which of them might be harmful or unhealthy and create a plan of deliverance. Yes, (laughs) to deliver you from the familiar spirits. And y'all know spirits begot spirits. 
and we have to try the spirit by the spirit. So you find I've found myself in situations be like, mm, that's a familiar spirit. Turn away from it. The words say abstain from the very appearance of evil. And that's what we want to do. Number three, frame your problems in a different way. Romans 4, 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not as though they, that be not as though they were. We have to begin to think differently about our problems. The way we pose our questions about the problems play a major role in how we respond to those problems. For example, with COVID-19, we've heard the stories about those who have died. As of today, there have been 5.1 million people who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 in the world. 335,936 have died. Now, what's the percentage of some of us surviving with COVID? 98.54% survival rate. So are we going to really focus on the people that have died? Are we going to focus on the number of people that have survived? So your percentage of surviving is 98%. It's all about how we see it. There are people who have been diagnosed with cancer, who we were already putting in the grave and God said, no, not now you are healed and you will be healed on this side. And they're walking around today just because someone else died with an illness does not mean you're going to die. We have to begin to speak life. So when you're faced with a decision, frame the issue differently. Take a minute to think about whether the slight change in wording affects how you view the problem. Make a decision to think half full and not half empty. God has already told us that we, out of the, out of the mouth, we speak life and death. So speak life, choose life. Number four, stop thinking about the problem. First Peter five and 17, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And I know right now during the pandemic, we're still locked in our homes. They're just beginning to uh, make the decision. Some governors and some mayors are saying no, some, and some are saying yes, but we as citizens have to make the decision about what's right for us. But we're not going to walk in fear. We're going to cast all our cares on him. All the anxiety that we have, we're going to cast it on him. But yet we will walk in wisdom. When you're faced with a tough choice, you might spend a lot of time thinking about the pros and cons of the potential risk and rewards. Right now, what's the reward? What's the risk? How bad do you need to go into the house of the Lord? Will you still be able to to receive the word of God and receive what you need from him by continuing to watch it online? Right now, that's a huge topic in the body of Christ. Do we go back into the church house or do we stay on Zoom or do we stay on Facebook Live or do we stay on YouTube Live? I don't know about you all, but I'm going to... I'm going to walk in wisdom in everything that I do. 
everything that I do right now. Um, yeah. And you should do the same. Overthinking your choices can actually be a problem. Weighing the pros and cons also may increase your stress level to the point that you struggle with making a decision. There is something we say um, when I used to go to the flea market, we would say, think long, think wrong. Yeah. When you think too long about it, somebody, you came back, somebody already brought, already purchased the product you were looking at buying because you thought too long about it. And most of the time, if we got to really, really, really sit and think long and hard about it, we probably don't need to do it. Yeah. Because when you analyze things, you become paralyzed. Just don't move. Studies show there's a lot of value in just taking the time and incubate things. You don't have to make an immediate decision. Again, if you're slow to say yes to it, then it's probably a no. Right. Don't do it if you don't feel good about it in your spirit. Take your time young man, young woman with making decisions. So number one was take note of your overconfidence. Number two, identify the risk you take. Number three, frame your problems in a different way. Number four, stop thinking about the problems. Number five, Set aside time to reflect on your mistakes. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. But do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's what he said. He does not want us to be afraid. He he sent the Holy Spirit, our advocate, for us. He brings all things back to remembrance for us. He allows us to sit and reflect on it. It doesn't matter how big or how small. All things are lessons God will have us learn. When your decisions don't turn out well, ask yourself, what went wrong? Look for the lessons that can be gained from each mistake you've made. When I um, found myself pregnant at 16, I didn't find myself. Well, when I got, when I turned up pregnant at 16, <laughs> um, I made a decision not to tell my parents until I was three months pregnant. The pros was I wasn't going to get in trouble and the possibility of me keeping my baby was high because I knew my father, um, he wasn't having, he, he just was not going to have that, but I made the decision to do that. The risk was me not having prenatal care for three months of my pregnancy. And when I did tell my parents that I was pregnant, of course, my dad wanted me to have an abortion and I did not have one, obviously, because Adrian is now 39 years old. But the risk of me not having prenatal care uh, was something I was concerned about. But I knew if I told them earlier, I w there wouldn't be a baby. 
And not only that, because I was so active in my church, the embarrassment, I mean, just several things, you know, I, I just made the decision that I thought was best for me and my baby to keep it to myself until I started showing and then I had to get some new clothes. So that's why I had to tell them I was pregnant of my stomach. I'm starting to show. So if that's been your testimony, just say amen. Don't judge me. When your decisions are now that I'm adult, I am an adult, I think, does this line up with the will of God? Is this what the Lord wants me to do? How is this going to help me? How is this going to help my marriage? How is this going to help me grow? That's where I am with it now. You know, what is this doing for me now? Just make sure you don't dwell on your mistakes too long. Reashing your mistakes over and over again isn't good for your mental health. Take the information you've gained and commit to making better decisions moving forward. Now that you've learned, you know better then you should do better, right? Yes. Number six, acknowledge your shortcomings. James 5 and 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. When you find yourself in situations, you got to have a confidant. You have to have someone that you can talk to and not to yourself all the time. Because sometimes you talking to yourself is the reason why you've gotten in trouble anyway. Although it can be a bit uncomfortable to admit, it's okay to admit that you made a mistake, that you sinned, that you fell short. Because our mind creates mental shortcuts and we become uh, Pharisees of our own thoughts. We become we begin to make decisions based off of emotions. So our shortcomings, we have to talk about it. We got to, conf- you know, we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The more you share, the more free you become. I say the way to be free is to tell the truth. That's the way to be free. Tell the truth. Make it a daily habit. To consent to consider talking about what's going on in your life. If you have to put it in a journal, if you just have to tell a friend, look, I need to talk to you. Something's going on. I've had to do that so many times. You know, that's why we have accountability partners and accountability partners are not there to talk to you after you've done what you did. It's to talk to you before you get to doing what you want to do. It's to talk you off the ledge. It's not <laughs> to talk to you once you've fallen. Now it's okay, but accountability partners are there when you feeling something going on. It's like, man, you better come get me because I'm about to go off. Yes. Come get me because I'm, I'm, I'm about to hurt somebody. That part. So acknowledge your shortcomings, confess your faults one to another, and then begin to pray and seek deliverance. Identify what triggered that in your spirit. We got to identify that. Number seven, label your emotions. Ecclesiastics three and four. There is a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. 
every season there's a there's a season for everything and if you have to cry it out cry it out you need to label it out label it out Uh, what we call it we say i have butterflies in my stomach or i had a lump in my throat or it was just something came over me as opposed to saying uh, words like i felt sad or i was nervous just to describe the emotion Um, something happened a few days ago uh, a couple of weeks ago and max asked asked me how did i feel and i told him that i was sad um, about what happened to one of my friends and i was sad and it's not that i had a butter a feeling in my stomach it was that she was hurting and i felt sad about it and he could tell something was going on And I just told him that I was sad that she was hurting. But many adults, we we just don't like being vulnerable. We don't like to label our emotions um, because it does affect us when making decisions. It makes us have to deal with our feelings and make us have to make decisions based off truth. Because a lot of times when we make decisions based based off our emotions uh, butterflies that leads us to areas that um, sometimes gets us in trouble so be sure that your emotions are intact our feelings play a huge role in the choices that we make studies consistently show anxiety makes people play it safe and anxiety spills over from one area of our life to the other Make it a habit to label your feelings. Are you sad? Are you happy? Do you feel like crying? And so why do you feel like crying? Because I'm hurt. It's okay. Number eight, trust the process of healing. Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. And, and in order for us to walk in our purpose, healing has to take place. We have to acknowledge the things that we are dealing with. We have to acknowledge that we made some bad decisions. We're not bad people because we made bad decisions. We just made bad decisions. We didn't think it through. We didn't talk to someone before. We act out of emotion and not out of fact. When we're faced with tough tough choices, ask yourself, what would I say to a friend if they were in this situation? Would you give the same advice to yourself that you would give to a dear friend, to your sister, to your brother, to your husband, to your wife, to your children? What advice would you give to someone who says, man, I saw this man and he sure looked good. What would you say? Well, go ahead on, girl. What your husband don't know ain't going to hurt him. Absolutely not. You would say, um, would you like for him to do that to you? No. You tell her the truth. Chick, that ain't going to work. As I say, that is not going to turn out well for you. Tell the truth. Talk to yourself. How is this going to help me? How is making this decision going to edify my marriage? How me making decision, this decision is going to help me grow. How making decision, this decision is going to help my family, help me get to where I want to be in life, help me better myself, help me improve. 
A lot of people during this pandemic have taken this time to do self-reflection, self-care. We did a whole month um, podcast about self-care. Now that we are taking care of ourselves, what decisions are we making? Am am I going to continue to eat healthy? Am I going to make decisions to go out and work out? Am I making decisions to eat um, fish as opposed to hamburger? Well, none of us are going to be hamburger after a while because it's a shortage of hamburger i told my husband we're all going to be vegans after a while but because there's not going to be much meat around for us but make the decisions that will help you make decisions that will edify god make decisions that will be a win-win situation for you the jailhouse is filled with people who have made poor decisions Talking to yourself like a trusted friend takes some of the emotion out of the equation. It will help you gain some distance from the decision and will give you an opportunity to be a little more objective. It would also help you be a little kinder to yourself. Give yourself a break. While you may be likely to say negative things to yourself, like this will never work, you can't do anything right, there's a good chance you wouldn't say that to your friend. Saying things like, you always mess up. Or you just can't ever do stuff right. You're no good. Would you say that to your child? I hope not. Because you're definitely damaging them. And so when we say things like that to ourselves, we are damaging ourselves. So we have to speak life. Think on these things that are pure Things that are of good report. That's what we want to think on. My sister Dawn asked me, how do I stay happy? I told her, I remind myself that I am yet being saved daily. And God is not through with me yet. So that grace just gives me hope that God still has use for me, even though I don't always do the right things. Do I always make the right decisions? No. Do I know how to say, I'm sorry? Yes. Forgive me? Yes. That's the important thing. When you make decisions and you hurt people, ask for forgiveness. Will you forgive me, please? Apologize. I'm sorry. That is so important. When we hurt people, we got to know, we got to be so in tune with and aware of what we're doing that when we hurt somebody, we know how to come back and say, I didn't mean to do that. Will you forgive me? Let's go back over what we've learned today in today's lesson. Eight habits that can help us make better decisions, be better decision makers. Number one, take note of your overconfidence. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Number two, identify the risk you take. Corinthians 10, 5 through 6. Frame your problems in a different way. Romans 4 and 17. Stop thinking about the problems. 1 Peter 5, 17. Set aside time to reflect on your mistakes. Number six, acknowledge your shortcomings. James 5, 16. Label your emotions. Ecclesiastics 3 and 4. Trust 
the process of healing. Romans 8, 28. In closing, I just want to say, we all have to be held accountable for the decisions that we make in our life. God is going to hold all of us accountable. How we've treated people, how we've talked to people, how we treated ourselves, the temple that he gave us. We only have one and it belongs to him. Think twice. Think long. Think hard. If you, if you got to think too long about it, the answer is probably a no. Yeah. <laughs> if you got to say, <clears throat> let me think about it. Really think about it and make a decision that God will be pleased with. Let's close out in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We honor your name and we just praise you, Father, for who you are in our lives. We ask that you continue to be with us, continue to show us the grace and the mercy that only you can give and only you have to give. As we continue to walk this life, let our decisions be pleasing to you. Let our light shine so you will be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Be blessed. Make it a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. Now remember, you can always connect with me on social media. Facebook under Lisa Dalton. Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. Instagram, Lisa.Dalton and LinkedIn, Lisa L. Dalton. Visit my website, findingpeacewithin.org, where you can read some of my blogs, find the books that I've written, listen to previous podcasts, and even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time, remember to find peace within, a centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed.